Welcome to Pardes Daily, where you get your daily dose of Torah with Pardes faculty. This time, Pardes is bringing Pesach to you. Let's dive in. This is Mayor Schweiger from Ephrat in Israel. Today we will be talking about telling the story of the Exodus, or perhaps more correctly, how do we tell the story? In our last podcast, we spoke about the four sons. In fact, we really spoke about the wicked son and the wise son. We saw how the wicked son does not ask a question, does not acknowledge God, is very self-centered. The wise son, on the other hand, asks a question, a very sophisticated question, acknowledges God, and I would add, is not self-centered. And the punchline from our last session is the importance of asking questions. Asking questions, which is the springboard for personal growth. Today, what I would like to examine is, how do we tell stories? And as we've done in other podcasts, the basis for our talk is the Mishnah in Masechet Psachim. In this case, chapter 10. The Mishnah says, he begins by telling the story with the disgrace and then concludes with the praise. And he expounds the section of, my father was a wandering Aramean, or as it says here, an Aramean tried to destroy my father, two different interpretations of that opening line, until he finishes the whole section. Interestingly, in the Gemara, they give two other tellings. Rav speaks about how we should say how our, originally our ancestors were idolaters. Shmuel says, we were slaves in Egypt, Avadim Hayinu. And then we come to the following Mishnah, where Rav Gamliel says that if one does not mention and explain the different things that we do at the Seder, they have not fulfilled their obligation, and I would say their obligation of telling the story. When we eat the matzah, the maror, it's important for us to understand why we're doing it. Let me actually begin by saying that there are actually four tellings of the story here, all of which were incorporated in the Haggadah. I'm not going to speak about Rav and Shmuel. I do want to say one thing about Rav and Gamliel, which I think is extremely important, that when I'm telling the story of the Exodus, it's absolutely essential that I focus on the mitzvot which we're doing and explain them. This is today what we would call experiential education that the way we educate is by doing. And therefore the Seder actually becomes a model of how we use the mitzvot as an educational opportunity. Oh, by the way, we're doing this. Oh, let's now explain why are we doing this. But what I wanted to focus on today was actually the central passage, which is, really the bulk of the telling of the story. 
this section from Deuteronomy, Arami Ovedavi, which is actually recited when people bring the first fruits. So the first thing which I would like to note is, if on Pesach night there is an obligation to tell the story, why don't we just open up and read the first 12 chapters of Exodus and thereby fulfill our obligation? And I think that by choosing the section of Arami Oved Avi, and as the Mishnah says, Doresh, we're being shown a very important educational lesson, which is education is based on analysis, on learning, on not just telling stories, but ultimately on understanding the meaning behind it. It's based on seeing what I would call even the richness of a text where every single word is important and look at how much you can learn from every single word. And I would just digress for a moment and say that this is extremely important. In general, when people are studying the Chumash, studying the Bible, that all too often we grow up with this idea of Bible stories that are kind of fairy tales. And we don't necessarily read the story carefully. So that's what we do on the Seder night. It's a learning experience which teaches us that we should always read things critically. And that's true of stories. When we hear a story, don't just hear a nice story, but look at each detail of it critically because it has a message to give. Having said that, so I now want to look at the idea of matchil bignutu mesayim b'shvach, which is at the core of this declaration that's made when a person brings the first fruits. If we look at the passage from Deuteronomy, we have come to the land of Israel. We have been blessed with all these fruits, and then we're told, bring the first fruits to God as an offering, giving thanks to God for what you have. And we have a very interesting phenomenon here, which is that it's not enough to just bring it. We have to say something. And we could have imagined that what we say to God is, thank you, God, for all these fruits that you've given me. But no, we don't do that. We all of a sudden go through this whole, I would say, you know, recollection, a synopsis of Jewish history how we were slaves in Egypt and with all the harshness and all the bitterness, and how God took us out, brought us into this land, and look at now all the fruits that we have. Thank you, God. Why is it important to mention the bad? By mentioning the bad, it highlights all the good that we have. To realize that once upon a time, we were slaves. We had nothing. It magnifies whatever we have now to realize that we were once slaves, that we were totally powerless. And now we have a land which is ours, where we are sovereign. That magnifies the gift of the land. Every Seder, I always take the opportunity to tell my children how grateful they should be that they are growing up in the land of Israel.
And I say to them, my parents lived through the Holocaust. They survived the Holocaust. My mother hid in the forest and lived for six months on eating berries. And now look, she was terrified I live. Look, she was terrified that at any moment she could be killed by the Nazis. And I say to my children, and now look at where we are. Look at the tremendous affluence we experience. Look at the tremendous opportunities we have to walk freely. And sometimes we take for granted what we have. And the only way to truly value it is by looking back at a time when we lacked. This is a very important educational model. And the purpose of studying, the purpose of telling the story is to learn how to appreciate every single thing we have. And I would even add to that, which is the very last line of that section of the first fruits, and you shall enjoy together with the Levite and the stranger in your midst. By appreciating what we have, to be happy with what we have. Very often people are complaining and bitter and looking always at what they don't have. And I would add, this is what it means to truly be a free person. A free person is somebody who's able to look at what they have and to value it and to be happy with what they have. And that is the whole thrust of telling the story on the, at the Seder. The purpose of the story is so that by telling the story, we eventually sing the praises of God. Thank you, God. On the one hand, we sing Dayenu. Dayenu. And on the other hand, we say Hallel, and not only Hallel, the great Hallel, not only the great Hallel, but we sing all the songs that we have at the end of the Seder. All of those are thanking God, praising God. But the purpose of all that is that we learn to be truly happy with what we have and with all those around us. And I would say that on a certain level, that experience is what it means to be a free human being. To be free is to be able to be happy, to be thankful, to appreciate all that we have and all those around us. This year will be an especially challenging year with coronavirus. And I'm sure that many people, as myself, will not have a lot of people surrounding them, and there will be a bit of a damper on the festive mood of the Seder. Something for us to perhaps think about is that even with Corona, there is a lot for us to be thankful for, a lot for us to be happy about, and perhaps to realize the situation we find ourselves in is a very, very temporary situation. It may take a week, it may take a month, even a few months, but eventually we will not only go back to our previous lives, 
but we will actually become enriched by the experiences that we have had during this difficult period. It's important for us to always keep things in perspective. And regardless of the situation we find ourselves in, to always be grateful for what we have and to realize it could be much worse. And with that, we can experience true freedom. Pesach Sameach, and I hope that we will continue to be in touch with each other after Pesach in other formats. Good health and best wishes to all. Thank you to our Pardes faculty, and a big thanks to you, our learners. Make sure to check back in every day to stay on track with your learning and visit www.pardes.org.il for more information about other ways to learn with Pardes.